araw-araw ay may dalang mga posibilidad. Nang tagumpay o kabiguan, nang ligaya o lungkot. Kaya marapat lamang natanggapin si Yesu Kristo bilang tagapagligtas at Panginoon. At matapos yon ay panariwain ang katapatan at paglapit sa Kanya bawat araw o day by day. Ang day by day ay naglalayong umalalay sa pang-araw-araw na pamumuhay kristyano.
Narito po si Pastor Ed Lapiz sa Mensaheng Pinamagatang. Comforting the Bereaved Death is as sure as birth. Anytime, anywhere, people die. How can we minister to the bereaved? Paano po tayo makatutulong, paano tayo makapagbibigay ng pag-ibig sa mga nauulila, sa mga namamatayan? Aming Diyos, muli po hinahanap namin ang inyong karunungan, ang inyong kaluwalhatian. Gawin niyo po, Panginoon, na makatotohanan ang pag-aaral, ang pagtuturo na gagawin ninyo sa amin sa umagang ito. We thank you, Father, for the freedom to worship you. We thank you, Lord, for the freedom to search for the truth, to look into your face, to hold your hand, and to ask you questions. We now ask you, Father, descend upon your people. Let your Holy Spirit infill every heart in this hall. We lift up our hearts to you like empty cups. Fill, Lord, our hearts with your glory, with your wisdom. May you be our true speaker. Speak to your people, O Lord. Not only answer our questions, but lift us up to greater godliness. Kayo po ang mangusap. Kami po ay inyong mga anak. We are your bride as well, O Lord. And so we seek your face. We seek your love. And we now give you complete control over this worship service. Take over, O God. Do your purpose. Accomplish your will. Glorify yourself. And edify your people. We welcome you, dear Holy Spirit. Reside in us. May you be pleased with us. And may you continue to perfect us unto Christ-likeness. And in the name of Christ, we rebuke you, evil spirits, and all works of darkness, and all works of falsehood and confusion. And we command you to leave us. And we welcome you only, living God. God of Isaac, God of Abraham, God of Jacob. We welcome you in our midst. We enthrone you in this church in our hearts. Do your will. You are our God. We seek you confident that you hear us because we seek you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Sabi po sa Romans 12.15 Mourn with those who mourn. Makipanangis daw sa mga nananangis. Makipagluksa sa mga nagluluksa. To mourn. To comfort those who are in need. And in this particular time, we're going to talk about comforting the bereaved. Meron pong ibinigay na meaning si Warren W. Wiersbe at ang kanyang uh, partner and co-author si David W. Wiersbe sa kanyang librong Comforting the Bereaved. Sabi po nila, to comfort, you know, the word comfort comes from two Latin words that together, they mean with strength. May kalakip na lakas. Comfort gives strength. That's what comfort should give. The Holy Spirit is called the Comforter because He strengthens and enables the believer to handle the challenges in life. Meron po tayong maling konsepto ng comfort. At ito'y dapat nating iayos. Sabi po sa Greek, ang Greek word for comfort means one called alongside to help. Tinawag para maging kapartner, para maging katulong, maging katuwang. Yun po yung comforter. Advisor, counselor, advocate, encourager. These are the words used by the Bible 
to describe the ministry of the Holy Spirit as comforter. Meron po tayong konsepto kung minsan na dapat na ituwid na ang pagkakomfort ay eh yung bang pag-aalis mo ng problema sa isang tao. So I'm going to comfort you, so I'm going to handle your problem. I like to comfort you, so I'll take your cross and carry it myself. I like to comfort you, so I'm going to wipe away your tear and make everything look rosy and nice and sweet because I like to comfort you. Hindi po ito ang ibig sabihin ng Christian comfort. To comfort in the Christian context is to strengthen the person so that he can face his problems. To strengthen the person so that he can carry his cross. In other words, hindi ko bubuhatin yung cross mo for you dahil sa'yo yung naka-assign. Merong cross for me. Pero bibigyan kita ng kaya kong ibigay na pampalakas para makaya mong dalhin yan. At maaring darating ang panahon na sinasamahan kita, sinasabayan, pero ikaw ang magdadalan yan. Sapagkat yan ay ibinigay sa'yo ng Panginoon, hindi naman sa'kin. Hindi po ibig sabihin na hindi tayo magtutulungan. Hindi ba ibig sabihin na, ah, cross mo yan, bahala ka. But we should be comforters. And this is what we like to discuss today. According to Wersbe, and let me quote, there are several sentences, but it's so nice, I don't think I can say it any better, so I like to quote. The worst thing that we can do for suffering people is to pamper them and permit them to have their own way and escape pain. The best thing we can do for them is to be the kind of encouragers who help them face their trials honestly, walk through their feelings, and work through their feelings, and see God give them divine enablement. Ang pinakamasama daw na maaring magawa natin sa isang taong nagdurusa ay bigyan siya ng lahat ng kaya nating ibigay para matakasan niya naman ang kanyang mga pagdurusa. Binibigyan siya natin ng lakas para madaanan niya ang mga matitinik na landas na dapat niyang daanan. Hindi naman siguro nagkamali ang Diyos na binigyan siya ng ganong landas. Hindi natin siya binubuhat para huwag siyang matinik at tayo na lang ang matinik. That is not comforting. To comfort is to equip the person to face up to his own life. To look at his cross squarely and to carry it with strength, with dignity, and with faith. Ano po ba ang nagagawa ng Ministry of Comfort? And in our particular context today, comforting the bereaved. Pagbibigay ng ginhawa o pagbibigay ng tulong, pagbibigay sa isang namatayan. At yan po ang gusto nating pag-usapan. Sapagkat hindi naman lumilipas kung minsan ang mahabang panahon na hindi tayo nakakaranas na namamatayan. Maaring not in your immediate family, but in the spiritual family where we are a part of it happens. Ano po ba talaga ang napapala when we comfort the bereaved? Comforting, first and foremost, helps the bereaved. Ang unang-unang natutulungan ng ating pagbibigay ng comfort ay yun mismong namatayan. It is a great help. For obvious reasons. Hindi na po natin kailangang isa-isahin kung ano ba yung tulong na yun. Pero, ang unang-unang natutulungan yung namatayan. But then again, brothers and sisters, Comforting the bereaved also helps us, those who comfort or who give comfort. How? Because when we comfort other people, we find meaning in our own lives. When we help people, first, we help them. And second also, we help ourselves. Because in helping other people and in making other people's lives better, we find substance in our own existence and we find meaning in our life. 
At yan po ang napakahalaga na nasa ating buhay, yung katuturan, yung kahulugan, yung bang naitatanong natin sa ating sarili na, bakit ka ba nabubuhay? Ano ba ang katuturan ng iyong buhay? At kung ikaw ba'y mamatay at habang tinitingnan nila ang itsura mo habang ikay nandoon, ano ba ang mamimiss ng mundo tungkol sa atin? We help ourselves and we help other people because we find meaning, we find mission, and we find significance. I was speaking to a very close friend of mine, a German friend, and he was talking about dreams. Ang dream daw niya ay makita daw niya at payagan ko daw si Emilio na magtira sa Germany for one year at turuan niya ng German. Sabi niya, you know, it's good to dream. Without dreams, people die. And it's true. Kapag wala na tayong inaasam at wala na tayong inaasahan, nawawala ng kahulugan ng buhay. Kaya sa maraming mga tao na nakakarating sila sa climax of comfort, of wealth, of power, of popularity, yan ang karamihan ng mga kandidato to be disillusioned, to be depressed, na mag-drugs, na mag-suicide, na maglasing, dahil wala ng pangarap, dahil natupad na ang mga pangarap. Mabuti po yung nangangarap at hinahabol natin ang pangarap at natutupad isa-isa at hindi tayo nauubusan ng hinahabol hanggang tayo ay mabawian na ng buhay sapagkat ang tao hindi na nangangarap ay hindi na siya buhay. At isang napakagandang pangarap, isang magandang plano, yun pong magkaroon ng katuturan ng ating buhay. That's why I encourage people, lalo na po yung mga above 60 years old na, lampas sa 50, sa 60, 70, na magkaroon pa ng mga bagong proyekto, magkaroon pa ng mga bagong katuturan at hindi umupo ng umupo na parang iniintay na lamang ang kalawit ni kamatayan. And this is happening in our country. Marami po sa mga tao sa atin, sa matatanda sa ating bansa, kasi sabi sa, huwag matanda ka na, huwag ka na maganyan. Matanda ka na, huwag ka na mag-rubber shoes. Matanda ka na, huwag ka na mag-jogging. Matanda ka na, huwag ka na magpunta dito. Parang, anong gagawin ko? Iintayin ko na lang mamatay ako dahil matanda na ako. At yun pong ganang matatanda, ay patay na. Katawa na lang ang buhay. Pagwala ng mga pangarap. Pagwala ng mga gustong gawin. At pagwala ng katuturan. Kaya nakikita po natin at reklamo ng maraming mga young couples, yun daw mga biyanan, mga lola, ay mga pakialamera, mga nakakainis, this and that. Alam niyo po kung bakit? Dahil una, of course, yung mga matatanda may wisdom, natuto na sa kanilang buhay. And second, gusto pa nilang magkaroon ng kahulugan. They want that their presence would make a difference. Kaya pati silya, iibahin ang ayos, pati timpla mo, iibahin niya ang ingredients. Para bang may katuturan na nandun siya, may nangyayaring pagkakaiba dahil nandun siya. And we must understand this. Kaya ibuhoy matanda na yan, huwag mo nang bibigyan ng gagawin. Say ko, para man ang pinatay pag hindi mo binigyan ng gagawin. Dapat may ginagawa. Hindi parusa sa mga tumatanda ang bigyan ng gagawin. At hindi parusa sa mga bata, no? masyadong bata pa yan. Nobody's too young or too old to be meaningful and to be significant. Magkaroon ng katuturan. Kaya marami po talaga yung mga pampered, mga spoiled, sila yung mga walang direksyon, sila yung mga bored. Dahil, hindi nila nakikita yung meaning. Some of the finest people I know happen to be very, very poor. And you know what made them very fine? Their poverty places a lot of responsibilities on their shoulders. Nakakaroon ng meaning ang kanilang buhay. Again, I was talking with this German friend last night and we were talking about Filipinas na nagiging prostitute all over the world. Because I told him that I'm setting up a foundation and one of the purposes is to disseminate information among the rural women of our country na malaman nila ang nangyayari sa mga mail order brides. Ano ba talaga mga kabiguan na nararanasan ng isang Pilipina, nag-aasawa ng puti. 
na out of one success story, have three that fail. Pero hindi na nila matanggap na nag-fail sila, hindi na sila uuwi sa kanilang barangay. Kaya kahit ano nalang mangyari hanggang magka-prostitute sila ay gagawin na dahil ang mga kamag-anak walang tigil ng hingi ng sapatos, ng pabango, ng ganito, ng kamera, ng lahat-lahat. Sabi ko, yung mga yan, okay, we don't agree with what they do that it's wrong. Pero may meaning yung life nila kaya sila nagiging ganyan. Nabubuhay sila para sa iba. Masasabi ba natin that we live for others? Aside from our immediate family, yung asawa mo, anak mo, nanay mo, kapatid mo, natural lang. Yung nga iba, hindi pa natural yon pero natural lang. But do we live for others? Mabait ba tayo, pero doon lang sa ating kamag-anak? Hindi natin matiis na nakikita yung anak natin, o pamangkin, o kapatid na nagugutom, pero kaya nating tiisin mga kapitbahay, yung mga tao dyan sa kalabas, kaya nating tiisin. What kind of kindness is selective kindness? What kind of love is so selective that you would not afford your immediate family member to go through pain, and yet you can close your eyes to the pain of everybody else in the world. Hindi rin ba nilikha ng Diyos yun? Hindi rin ba anak ng Diyos yun? I'm very happy that eventually, personally, I'm getting involved with ministries that directly alleviate pain. Katulad ng sa mental hospital. Katulad ng sa ganito, sa ganon. Hindi natin kayang i-justify ang ating doctrine of love without charitable work. Without works of love, love is only a word. And the highest form of hypocrisy is to make a big deal out of the word love and look at your life and see that you are not really doing any acts of love. So when we minister to the bereaved, we minister also unto ourselves. How else is ministering to the bereaved good for the ministering person? It, it, it binds interrelationships. Nakakaroon ng bonding. Mas malakas pong magpatibay ng samahan yung pagsasama sa hirap kaysa pagsasama sa sarap. Kaya yung mga tao na marunong na manaog sa kanilang mga tore at bumaba at makiisa sa mga naghihirap, sila pa ang nagkakaroon ng magaganda, malalalim, matatagal, matitibay na relasyon sa kapwa. And so in the process of ministering to the bereaved and to other people, we also minister unto our own selves because we feel needed and we feel loved and we feel wanted. At di ba ang pinakamalaking parusa sa isang tao ay yung not to feel wanted and needed? There was a time na may nagbibiru sa akin na, galit ka ba dyan? Ba't ang dami mong pinapagawa sa kanya? Say ko, yung mga taong galit ako, hindi ko pinapagawa. Yun ang expression ng galit ko. They will not feel needed and useful. Pero matagal na po yun. But there is truth in that. That if you put people to work, if you make them useful, that means you love them because they will feel good about themselves. Hindi lang naman dahil kailangan mo yung produkto ng kanilang trabaho, kundi they will feel good about themselves. And the highest form of snobbery is not to make anyone feel useful and needed. So, pagka hindi po tayo pinagagawa, baka natutuwa pa tayo, mm, ilag kasi sa akin, takot kasi sa akin. But we feel useless. It is a privilege to be needed, to be wanted. To be always summoned and called as if the world would not be the same if you were not there. How else does ministering to the bereaved help those who minister? We witness to the world. As a church, tayo po. Whenever we minister to the bereaved, actually we are ministering to the world. We establish contact with the world. Yan po ang isa sa mga pinaka-draining activities, as far as I'm concerned, is to go to awake to go to a funeral service, to conduct a funeral service, to go to a place where somebody died. For me, that's the most draining of all 
experiences. Why? Because first, you have to minister to the bereaved. Second, you have to witness to the relatives. Kaya ganot ganon na lamang at abot-abot ang aking mga bilin at mga paalala sa lahat ng ating kasama sa team whenever we go to somebody na may patay o sa mga lamay. Dahil yung mga kamag-anak no na unbeliever na matagal nang may naririnig tungkol sa atin, paglinggo hindi nila kasama itong kapatid natin na ito, nasa ating piling. Pagka may mga lakad tayo, alam nila. Pagka ginagabi tayo, may mga visitation, alam nila. Marami silang iniisip at marami silang mga haka-haka tungkol sa atin. And most of it negative because they are jealous because we pluck their family member away from their traditions, away from their family activities, and then into our fellowship. So naturally, it will be very difficult for them to like us. Not to mention the fact that many of them believe sincerely that we are wrong and they are right. Tapos, darating tayo sa kanilang mga lamay, darating tayo sa kanilang mga burol, syempre, binabantayan tayo. Ang bawat kilos mo, ang bawat patay na kukumo, nakikita nila, ang bawat hagik-gikan, ang bawat kalabitan, ang mga kilos, kung paano umiikot ang inyong mga mata, tiniting na nilang lahat yan. Dahil, sabi nila, darating daw yung mga taga-kulto. Sige, re, kulto ang tingin nila, di ba? Darating yung mga, mga ano, mga born again, darating yung mga praise the Lord. Siyempre, pumapasok ka pa lamang, naka-alarma na yan. That's why we have to be careful. And it drains me so much to minister to the bereaved and at the same time put up a good performance for these people. When I say performance, I don't mean fake. But to let them see the best in us. Siyempre, merong bad in us. And merong worse in us. And merong good in us. And may better in us. But in front of these people, we put up our best. It's true. But it's the best version of the truth. Why? Not for me to have a good image. Para hindi naman pagtalikod natin, eh, kansaw-kansawan nila. O, ayan, ayan, yung mga brother-brother ninyo. Napakahaliparat pala ng mga sister-sister ninyo. Hagik-gikan ng hagik-gikan, kilitian ng kilitian. O, anong nangyari? Ipinapahiya natin yung ating kapatid. That's why it's very draining. And that you have to deliver a message, and you have to run a worship service, and we have to sing our songs, and we have to distribute our tracts, And we all have to be there. And at the same time, I know that all of us who go there are also carrying heavy loads. Na itong singer na ito na kailangang nandun ay nilalagnat ngayon. Na itong nanay na ito na sinabi natin magpunta naman ng mga women at nang may representation. Baka akala nila eh, youth church itong church natin. Eh, magpunta naman. Eh, alam kung ang anak na may sakit pero nandito siya. And I know all of this and it drains you. But nevertheless, it is a unique, a wonderful opportunity to witness. Ang mga kamag-anak naman na yun, hindi pupunta rito eh. Hindi naman nila tayo makikita rito. Pero sa pagdayo natin sa kanilang mga lugar, sa kanilang mga bahay, sa mga punerarya, kung saan man yun, nakikita nila tayo. And what they see or don't see will determine if they will open their hearts, not only to us, but to the gospel that we bring to them. So you see, it's a wonderful opportunity. It may be difficult, it may be draining, but it is an opportunity. And of course, when we Minister to the bereaved, we gather for ourselves treasures in heaven. Pero dapat yun ay yung lowest sa ating ranking ng mga motivation. Because the Lord said, whatever you do to the least of this, my brethren, you do it unto me. Hindi ko maintindihan kung bakit maraming mga pagkakataon na merong namamatay na immediate family members ng ating church. And yet, I keep on seeing the same faces go there. Yung mga iba, kahit i-announce mo, tawagan mo, hindi sila pumupunta. Para bang hindi na sila mamamatayan at parang hindi ba sila namatayan once upon a time. 
At parang wala na silang pakialam. When somebody dies, especially if this is our family member in this church, or immediate family member of our members, we drop what we do and go there. Unless you have very, 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 very valid reasons not to be there. And even if some of us could not personally be there, we send representatives. But you don't always send a representative. 85% of the time, you should be there. You should not be content with, ay, nandun naman ang mga kapatiran. But because we have human activities and we have human entanglements, maybe you are allowed 15 to 20% leeway not to be there. But 80% of the time, you should be there. Bakit ka pa naging member ng church na ito? Bakit pa tayo pa brother, brother, sister, sister? The highest form of hypocrisy is to call somebody brother and sister kasi may need, wala ka naman doon. Tawagin mo na lang toyang, tonya. Tawagin mo na lang na kung ano-ano. Pero huwag na lang pa brother, brother, sister, sister. Kung hindi naman tayo nakikiramay. Hindi naman tayo mga artista na kahit na naiinis ka ate, tita, ang tawag sa lahat. And so, we minister. We benefit when we minister. They benefit when we minister to them. And who else benefits? The unbelievers benefit. Why? Because they see Christian doctrine in action. Hindi nila nadidinig yung sermon about love. Nakikita nila. Kaya ganun na lamang ang pagbibili natin pag mupupunta tayo sa mga ganyan lamayan. Huwag kayong maghahanda. Kasi pag sinabi natin, o darating ang church, ilang kaya yun? 30, 40, 50? Nalulungkot ka na nga. Baka wala pang mga abu-abuloy. Mag-iisip ka pang magpapakain ng limampung tao. So we tell them, huwag kayong maghahanda. And most of the time, whenever we can, we bring our own merienda. And we bring our own drinks. Hindi naman dahil nandidiri tayo sa pagkain nila. Hindi naman dahil ayaw natin kumain doon. Although meron naman talaga rin masiselan. But the point is, generally, dahil ayaw na natin magpabigat pa. Alam niyo nung araw, nung nanay namin nakaburol, nagtataka kami araw-araw, nagpapatay kaming baboy, kulang pa. Until one time, nagsipilyo ako ng malayo sa bahay namin dahil may mga tao sa banyo, sa mga lababo, kung saan-saan. Yung palang mga manunulungan, iniaabot over the bakod ang mga paanang baboy, ang mga ulo ng baboy, lapang-lapang, kilo-kilo, nakikiramay daw. Kaya pag pumupunta tayo sa mga patay, kumain ka na. Kung taga-probinsya kayo at malayo ang inyong pinanggalingan, hindi kumain na kayo bago dumating na sa pupuntahan. Ipagluluto ka pa, ipaghahanda ka pa, ikaw itong nakiramay, ikaw pang naging pabigat. Kumisan, we overdo this kind of things. So, paano ba natin mapapagaan yung bigat na dinadala ng mga namamatayan? As a church, luluso ba tayo doon? Limampu, isang daan, pagkatapos makakanin tayong lahat. Can we do that? So we do this. We let non-Christians see love in action. Alam niyo po ba na maraming mga non-Christians ang nakakaroon ng openness and open hearts not only to the gospel but also to us dahil sa nakikita nila na pagsusunuran, pagbibigayan, organization, decency, of the people that go to the wake or to the funeral, nai-impress nila. Meron pa mga ganyan na kumisan, may mga non-Christian relatives, hahabuling ka pa, aabutan ka ng parang bayad. And then we don't accept it, tayo pa nga ang nagdo-donate, tayo pa nga nagdadala ng bulaklak, daladala mo doon ng instrumento, daladala mo lahat ng tao, nasa shock yung mga kamag-anak nila na, bakit? Kasi kung mahal siguro ang bayad yan, may dala pang choir. Kinainiisip nila, tapos nagugulat sila, wala, wala pala. Ganyan. And you know, these are openings. Kahit isang libong, John 3.16 ang sabihin mo, hindi kayang tabunan yung nakita nila love in action. 
So they see the high forms of doctrine in visible nature. Nakikita nila yon. And also, what else is the benefit of the non-Christian? They hear Christian doctrine dahil may message tayo. They hear it. It's a wonderful opportunity. Kung minsan siguro, lalong-lalo sa ating music team, at dun sa mga ilan-ilan na faithful sa ministry na ito, kung minsan nagiging baka parang mechanical na, dahil, oh, another dead person, another dagdag sa statistics, palitan ng program, palitan ng pangalan ng in-memory of, at i-photocopy, sometimes pwede tayo maging very professional in our approach about it. Try not to. Because every death is a fresh one. Maybe sa atin, statistic lang yun. Oh, pangatlong uh, memorial service natin sa linggong ito, mga kapatid. Magbanat-banat ng lakas at lakad na naman tayo mamaya. But we avoid not to do that. Dahil dun sa pamilyang pinangyarihan nun, that's a first. And that's a fresh wound. So hindi tayo dapat maging professional. Hindi naman tayo mga peryante, hindi tayo mga sarswelista na nagpupunta sa bayan-bayan para mag-perform. Kaya dapat, how can we do that? We must really mourn with those who mourn. We do a lot of unbelievers the favor. We give them tra. It's good. It's an opportunity. Hindi pag sabi, oh mga kapatid, meron pong namatay na ganito. <laughs> Kuya to na naman. Parang ganun ang nafe-feel. At alam niyo ba kung bakit kumisa nagagasgas masyado yung nagpupunta ron? Kasi yung mga iba naman, hindi naman sila nagre-relievo eh. Hindi naman sasabing, oh kami naman. Hindi malang mag-add even. Pag-add number ang araw ng service, o kami pupunta pagka-event kayo, wala, lagi nilang kayo, 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 kayo. Parang ganun. At yung mga tinatamaan niya, eh, dapat kayong tamaan. Siguro naman, alam niyo kung sino kayo. Na hindi na kayo sumisipot sa mga lamayan. Ano kayang gagawin niyo kung kayo namatay at hindi namin kayo sinipot? Parang lumalampas na lamang sa tenga. Bali, wala na lang. You know, because many Christians are so Selfish. Selfish. Walang iniisip ko ni sarili, sariling comfort, sariling panahon, sariling comfort. Anything that will derail their schedule, that will destroy their preconceived schedules of what they want to do, they will not permit to enter their lives. Isang bagay na dapat alisin natin, mga kapatid, at tulad nga ng sinasabi ko the previous week, ibalik natin yung concept, the beauty of sacrifice. Huwag tayong makiayon, huwag tayong magpakain dito sa concept ng culture of pleasure. Culture of self, puro sarili ang iniisip. Of course, unbelievers benefit because we establish rapport with them and because through our ministry, they can get to the church. At hindi po kakaunti ang mga tao na naging Christian sila ang naging daan, yung nakita nila, yung narinig nila sa pakikiramay ng mga Kristiyano sa mga namatayan nilang kapatiran. As I always tell our team, People may not accept the Lord today when we go there. Of course, there will be people who will accept. Hindi pa naman nasisiro yan because the work of the Lord will never return empty. It will always accomplish the purpose for which it is sent. That's what the Bible said. Kung meron man hindi tumanggap, sinasabi ko lagi sa ating worship team, makita lang nila ang maganda nating kilos. Marinig nila ang mensahe na galing sa salita ng Diyos. Maiba lang yung konsepto nila at mga inis nila at mga biases nila sa mga born-again Christians, we would have unlocked the door. Maybe it will take another day, another occasion for them to accept the seed, but we have prepared the soil for the seed to fall on it. You don't have to make everybody accept Jesus at first encounter. Pero yun lamang dati nilang preconceived notion, mga maling haka-haka, mga inis, 
at mga reservations about us na mawala because of a good impression is already preparatory for evangelism. And in that case, I will call it part of evangelism. Napakahalaga. So we are comforters. Not one, not the music team, not the staff, not the few who are faithful, but we should all be comforters. I'd like to share with you this morning ten commandments for comforters. Many of them borrowed from W. Bursby. Don't hesitate to borrow good ideas from people, especially if they are Christians also. Number one, 80% of the time, visit the bereaved as soon as possible. As soon as possible. What was appropriate to say one second ago no longer is and may hurt the feeling rather than help its cause. So hindi bukas, hindi next week, ngayon. At yung ating high ace na yan, napakarami na yung ginawang missions of love sa pagdadala ng mga bulaklak ng mga corona. And I always specify yung mahal para matagal na nakabukadkad. Kasi bibili ka ng mura, bukas nakatiklop na at lanta-lanta na. It doesn't speak well of the sender. Visit the bereaved as soon as possible. Two, do not come as a prophet or judge. Alam nyo ba, marami mga kristyano, pumunta na sa namatayan, hukum pa. Siguro kinuha na ng Diyos, baka may, ano eh, may unsurrendered sin. Nadidinig nyo yan. Lalo totoo. Kaya totoo kay hindi, huwag tayong darating doon as judge. Siguro. Dahil sa ganito, kaya ayan. Pumunta pa. Christians, we are not judges. We are comforters. Yung mga bulong-bulungan, na bakit yan nangyari yun? Ayan, kasi ganito, kasi ganyan. So do not come as a prophet or a judge. Yung parang alam mo lahat. You do not have to be mechanical defender of the faith. When you come... When I mean, do not come as a judge or a prophet, that is also one thing that I like to express. You do not have to defend the faith all the time. Kasi po ang namamatayan, kumisan bitter yung heart. Bakit? Bakit hindi ako nag-Diyos? Ganyan, ganyan, ganyan. Ang Diyos naman, ganyan, ganyan. Kung sabihin na, don't question God, that's a sin. Halawa ba niya ng Diyos? Tanggapin natin. Kung wala tayong masasabing comforting word, the best thing is to be silent. And just be there. The time of bitterness, the time of bereavement, is not the time for doctrine. It's only the time for love and acceptance and comfort. Tayo mga Christian, maraming hindi tinatanggap, pero meron din tayong nilulunok for the meantime dahil hinihingi ng pagkakataon. And one of that is when the person that we minister to cannot think clearly because his brain is clouded by pain or sorrow. You don't always have to come to the rescue of God. Hindi natin kailangan ipagtanggol lagi ang Diyos. Kaya niya ipagtanggol ang kanyang sarili. Hindi natin laging kailangan ipagtanggol yung Biblia. Na ipagtanggol na ng Diyos ang Biblia all throughout thousands of years wherein kingdoms and people and armies have all tried to destroy it. If you don't agree with what a brother or a sister says, wait a few days. Wait when the wound has healed before you begin to be doctrinal. You don't come 
as teacher, you come as comforter. Marami mga Christian, hindi sila nakakapag-comfort dahil ganun. Sinasabi nila agad, talagang ganyan. Marunong ang Diyos, alam niya ang ginagawa niya. Trust God. Tibayan mo ang iyong faith. You know, do not try, under number two pati nito, that do not come as prophet and judge, do not try to explain everything. Yung bakit? Don't invent reasons. You say, hindi ko rin alam. You can say that. And you are there to share with the sorrow, not to offer an explanation. You do not come as a prophet. You do not come as a teacher. You do not come as God or angel. You come as a human being sharing the sorrow of another human being. And that's the best we can do. You don't always have to say wise words. You don't always have to preach. Be there. And that is already a statement. Do not try to explain. Do not try to philosophize. Na bakit ganito? Kay bata-bata pa namatay na. Eh siguro, iniligtas siya ng Diyos sa maraming mga pain na darating pa sa kanyang buhay. Ano may sabi sa iyo? Bisan umiimbento tayo ng mga sarisaring kasaysayan para lamang paluwagin ang kalooban ng tao. Siguro baka marirape siya next week kaya kinuha na siya ng Diyos ngayon. Yung mga ganun. Ano yun? Sino may sabi sa iyo? Propeta ka ba? Hindi mo alam yan. So manahimik na lang tayo. Say, bakit kaya? Hindi ko rin alam. Then, share God's promises. Do not share your ideas. Do not share your concepts. Share God's promises that the Lord promised that He will never leave us nor forsake us. That the Lord promised that He knows our situation. That the Lord promised this. That the Lord promised that. Share God's promises because they are sure. Don't share your prophecies. Share God's promises. That's number three. And four, avoid cliches. Tigilan na naman yung mga walang kapararaka na nonsense na pinagsasasabi lagi at may namamatay. Condolence. Wrong pronunciation pa. Condolence. Malipas. Ang katatapos pong mensahe ni Pastor Ed Labiz ay pinamagatang Comforting the Bereaved Ang inyo pong narinig ay ang unang bahagi. Ang ikalawang bahagi ay maririnig sa susunod na pagsasahimpapawid ng programang Day by Day.
oras na po para pansamantalang magpaalam ang programang Day by Day. Tayo po'y magsama-sama mula lunes hanggang biyernes. Magandang gabi po at mabuhay ang Panginoong Hesus. Music